This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello, everybody. It's a new year and a new episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. We're back after a bit of a winter break and ready to dial back into all things Sky Blue. Dean Atkinson here alongside David and Ross. Chaps, good evening. How are we? Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year to year. you. I thought yeah. you were just going to leave me, leave me, leave me hanging there, boy. Well, I thought I'd let Ross go. Um, <laughs> I thought he, you know, it's been that. a while since he said hello to uh, to any of us. I, I think yeah. so. Um, I thought I'd let him go first. But no, how, yeah, I was going to bring up the that? elephant in the room. Um, AWOL, Ross. Where, where, have you, where have you been? I've been on a, an adventure, Dina. Uh, no, the Costa uh, adventure. Yeah. De Costa-esque. Now, I um, I was uh, during November, December, had a, a Christmas uh, gig, so I was uh, unable to pod because I had shows on Sundays, which is when we usually record, and uh, and on Mondays as well. So, yeah, I'm back though, ready, and uh, Memory Lane will be returning as well, which I know you're very excited about, Dino. So, I can't uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Alexa's just gone off in the background as well. I think she's she's excited too. She's excited that I'm back. So, yeah, it should be a good one. Brilliant. Um, yeah, good to hear it. Um, Dave, all good. All good with you? Yeah, all good. Um, couple of you know, obviously missed being at the football over the Christmas period. A couple of games that are off, a few that I couldn't make. So yeah, really, really looking forward to to this weekend where it looks like we're going to take a pretty decent crowd to to Peterborough. Yeah, we've looked for some more tickets as well. It's always a good sign. Uh, so let's talk about the football then. Uh, obviously, an important win yesterday. Kind of felt like. The win was kind of needed to get back sort of that feel-good factor back into the club, Dave, over what's probably been a, a, a drab couple of months if we if we look at it in, in honesty. Yeah, I think it's probably felt a bit like that as well because of the lack of football. You know, there's been games, there's been postponements. It feels ages since we got three points. It, it is ages. Is it Was it 10 games um, 
maybe more. I'm, I'm trying to think when we when we it was eleven games. Won. Well, it was it was the Bristol City game, wasn't it? Mm. That was the last win. So yeah, you know, some time ago, and I suppose that's made it. You know, that's made it a little bit more uh, drab, I guess. But the performances have have been there at times. We just have had that whole that old, you know, we can't finish at times chestnut, but. No, I think um, happy that it's back. Glad that we're over the sort of postponements. It's going to make for an absolute terrible Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday um, schedule, which is going to be difficult to get to some of the games, I guess. But yeah, great that we're um, great that we're seeing something on Saturday. And you know, disappointed with with draws and stuff, but we're still there or thereabouts. It wouldn't take us much to get back to where we were. Absolutely. It's it's good that you bring up the sort of schedule. It's likely to be seven championship games and the fourth round over 27 days. So it's going to be pretty hectic, isn't it, Ross? Yeah, it will be. I mean, it's sort of shades from last season, isn't it? Towards the end, you know, when there was all those games sort of getting postponed and, and we had to cram them all in. So we've been there before, um, but we're in very different circumstances this time. And hopefully we can we can just find that bit of form again. We've had probably the biggest sort of little dip, you know, this season um and we're still where we are we're still we'd have all took this um at the start of the season so it's an exciting second half of the season to come up and uh, hopefully the we can get players back fit sharp again and hopefully we can go on another winning run and, and potentially it could do us a, a favor sort of having just sort of you know dropped away a, li- a, a tiny little bit because all the focus now will go on the other teams like Middlesbrough yeah. etc I think we've always done better when we've not had any talk about us and that goes back to the league one winning season and and staying up and everything like that so I actually think it could take a bit of pressure off um the players that the general media aren't now hammering about oh Coventry in the top three or four so I think we might benefit from that Absolutely. I know a lot of people have mentioned, obviously, us falling outside of those playoff places, but we're we're only six points off them with three games in hand on, you know, the sixth place team, which is Huddersfield. And we know they're not not great um, if we look at the game back a few weeks ago. So there's there's still the opportunity to 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 be amongst those playoff places, isn't there? hundred percent. I mean, we absolutely Huddersfield. To be fair, of the most sort of recent games, we we battered them that game. I mean, how we, yep. we should have, you know, we should have won that game. A hundred percent. I mean, a draw was a travesty. Really, obviously, it felt good because it was a, a late equaliser. But we should have won that game. So, and look at Blackburn. Blackburn's another team who we drew two two against. And at that time, they'd been on a poor run. Their fans were saying Mowbray out, and then they go and win six in a row. And all of a sudden, they're they're the form team, and they're you know within touching distance of the automatic. So. Things can change. We were never going to go the whole season. We were never going to go 46 games with, you know, without going on a terrible run. Um, and the other thing when we haven't done this season, which is good, I mean, we haven't lost. I don't know we've lost back-to-back games, have we, in the league this season? No, not like I remember. So, I'm just uh, looking at the form table uh, now. doesn't look like it. So, I mean, to me, that says, that says a lot. If our worst period in the season is a few draws and we've not lost two in a row, then I don't think, I don't think it's a bad season overall. I know people are talking about those draws as well, but you look at the draws who they were against in that little period. Sheffield United, Birmingham, Bournemouth, you know, coming back from 2-0 down against Bournemouth as well. So we've showed fight, grit and determination during that period. So it's not it's not a whole doom and gloom. And hopefully now, once we sort of get back in the rhythm, I think that's that's a key thing to to be back in the rhythm playing as well. That's that's going to be really important. Um Let's let's touch on those postponements then, because we had three games postponed. Stoke on the 18th, Cardiff on Boxing Day, which obviously we wouldn't have been able to go to anyway because of the Welsh regulations, and then Luton 
on the first. Um, what's your thoughts on these postponements, Dave? Because are some teams sort of playing up to to the ability to postpone matches when they've got injuries? What's your, what's your thoughts on that? I don't know. Um, who knows? It's it's one of them that it just it's it's almost becomes so political to talk, discuss and talk, isn't it? I mean, it's madness that I don't want Cardiff, to get a conspiracy, conspiracy Cardiff could go away to. At. Well, you know, Cardiff could go away to Middlesbrough, but Middlesbrough wouldn't be able to go and play. The same fans wouldn't be able to go and watch them at home, you know, just because of where they are regionally based just seems absolutely absurd, I guess. Um, I suppose the big thing is, it's just the knock-on effect it's going to have. You know, now where do you squeeze? Stoke's been squeezed in. Cardiff is going to have to get um, squeezed in. Um, Luton, obviously, and then obviously Forest, you know, now with with a, an extra cup game and stuff. So it, it is going to be tricky in, in squeezing these in. And the only people ultimately that's going to lose out are, you know, people that are going to struggle to make it to midweek games. Cardiff um, from Coventry or any location, actually, on a, you know, um, if we are able to go. And the same for for sort of Luton and stuff. It, it, it's it's hard to get out of things that go in midweek. You know, Saturday football three o'clock is is ultimately where you want to be, isn't it? Absolutely. What about from the sort of the teams' perspectives? You know, the the postponements. <laughs> a lot of teams seem to you know get lots of games postponed when they've got big injury lists as well. Ross, are they sort of playing up to playing up to that fact? A hundred percent. I mean, I think I think Tony Mowbray actually hit the nail on the head a few weeks ago when he said if if all these people who um, you know were testing positive for COVID, if they were just injured, the games would have to be played. They, there wouldn't be a discussion about the games being postponed. They'd have to field the youngsters, the under-23s. That's the whole reason everyone's got a squad. So, And, and as Tony Mowbray said at the time, what's the sort of rules? It all just seems sort of make it up as, uh, as everyone went along, really, during that Christmas time. And it was like, oh, no, and uh, we want the game postponed. I mean, and... Uh, I just think we've got to just get on with it. That's the whole reason we've got a squad. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it suits teams to play uh, the youngsters um, if, they, if they don't want to take a competition seriously. Uh, but then, you know, when it suits, it's like, oh, no, we, they, they, they don't count. You know, they're not first team sort of thing. So I yeah, think it's been frustrating. Um, Absolutely I, agree with that. And, you know, ultimately Millwall, you know, wanted the game cancelled, didn't they? And then... <laughs> We, look at the team they put out and look at the team and then oh we we were arguably more hindered by covid you know than, than they were than, than we were if you looked at you know team sheets and yeah. minutes on the pitch throughout the season so yeah it's um but that that was the fast. narrative wasn't it that was that was driven that was it was millwall and we we were 100% fit you know that was how it sort of it, it felt like and then we saw the team sheets and actually we'd been hit harder and and the other thing that gets me the other hypocrisy about a lot of these clubs is a lot of these clubs were voting for five substitutes because they want to utilize their big squad and then but then they're not now all of a sudden they haven't got a big squad all of us all of a sudden oh we can't play our, our, our games so it's been frustrating and it was a shame because christmas you know we all we love those sort of you know festive fixtures so it was disappointing not to have a few games and um gets you away from the family doesn't it ross oh that, that's, that's, what I, <laughs> that's what i live for it's my favorite time of the year <laughs> I know I'll be happy to get out of the house so I have to speak to my mum and dad for too long but, yeah. so I was disappointed for the games um, to be cancelled obviously there was that one game the Millwall game I don't really want to discuss it that much but I think we have to sort of glance over it um, pretty pretty awful wasn't it lads awful performance awful result you know just just stunk really stunk the place out yeah it was it was a bit of a typical 
COV result, wasn't it? When we saw about the team news and all of the build up to it, that we were going to hammer him 6-1 again and all of that stuff um, to then go and, you know, a goal that wasn't particularly great. Um, and to go down to that, I think was just, it, it sort of, I don't know, it was Coventry personified, wasn't it really? Um, it, it, it was. Of yesteryear. It was, it was the most predictable it, it did re- remind me to when i used to you know when we were in the championship before under coleman and boothwood it was the it was so prescribed like you knew exactly how that game was going to go against millwall like well after the first 10 15 minutes you just knew we're never going to score we've got 11 players who all seem off it um and they're going to score an absolute sort of scrappy because they they were no good either it, it should have no. been nil nil at, at, at worst um and and then they scored you just knew it was going to be like a, a rubbish goal and the word you said earlier, uh, Dino, rhythm, that was the key thing. And that was the concern I had going into the game was because we hadn't played since Huddersfield was what was our rhythm going to be like? When we've been good this season, it's been free flowing. The rhythm's been there. We've gone, OK, we know how we attack. Sometimes, yeah, people might not do a bad pass or a bad cross or something like that. But we've had the the rhythm throughout the team. We just had none of that. It was like there were a bunch of strangers that just been thrown together sort of thing. So it was a frustrating uh performance i think actually in a way it was probably the worst performance of the season yeah for me i agree yeah definitely and you it's it's funny you mentioned that Huddersfield performance because we played pretty well that day and you know if we'd played stoke the week later you know i think stoke would, would have come up against a really really good Coventry side and we wouldn't be sitting here talking about no. a really drab performance against millwall which is you know was two and a half weeks gap has, has really shown in the performance and the and the and the levels of players, I, I just thought we looked tired. I know the COVID situation and lack of training has, has obviously played into that, but I just thought we looked lethargic. And I'm looking at the stats now, 14 shots. I can't remember one. I honestly can't remember one decent effort we had. The game. only one I remember was the the only one at my end was was O'Hare that chance which he just hit straight at the goalkeeper. And yeah, you know, I think he should have if he. Again, we come back to O'Hare, great player, bit more composure, and I think he side foots that into the back of the net. But that's the only one I can remember. I mean, the only thing I remember was thinking, just thinking, Liam Kelly looks so off it. Oh, <laughs> that, that's that was, yeah, yeah, that was the so thing bad. I was like. I said to the mate I went with, I said after five minutes, I thought he is having like he just looks off it. Now Liam Kelly, I feel like when he's sharp and on it after a few games, you're thinking, wow, you see what he brings. He's he's got a great record in terms of, you know, when he plays, we win, etc. But I just thought, wow, like people weren't even doing great skill, not even pacey plays, were just knocking it past him. And he he looked like he was running through treacle. Um I, I so you know, and again, it, it transpired in Robin's uh, post match, you know, uh, sort of comments that he'd missed a whole week of training and so would fads and people have been, you know, off with COVID, et cetera. So it, it's all made sense, you know, uh, without sounding like excuses. It, it did make sense. And it sort of made me go, right, that's probably why a lot of these players just were way below par. I mean, lads, you know, I'm the biggest Liam Kelly fan that probably is on this planet. I think I'm a bigger Liam, Liam Kelly fan than Liam Kelly is of himself, <laughs> to be honest. But I, I think he's looked really, really poor over the last few games. And I think... We've always said, haven't we, that Liam Ke- Kelly sort of typifies the Coventry performance. If he plays well, we play well. Agreed. And if he doesn't, we don't. And, you know, I think that's shown over the last few games that he's played. But one player I do want to mention, who's sort of come into his own, and, and we'll talk about him again against uh, against Derby, is, is Ben Sheaf. Now, obviously, he's got a lot of critics, but he seems to be standing up to those critics at the moment, Dave, doesn't he, in, in some great performances? Yeah, 100%. I've always said that, Sheaf gives you 
pretty much what Kelly gives you, to be honest. Um, but a bit more in attack. And I know Kelly's set up goals this season and stuff, but some of the switch, you know, switch play that Sheaf's done has been Hamer esque. And and especially if Hamer is out injured at times, then we're going to need that because otherwise we don't really have that much going forward. Um, but from a defensive point of view and breaking it down, it, it seems like he sort of just gets his body in the way and gets the right side of players. And yeah, I think a lot of people have, have um, you only have to look at the posts that we put out on the, the Twitter page that, you know, Ben, Ben Sheaf appreciation Fred is now starting to get proper traction. Um, and you can see that. And yeah, I'm sure he's still got his critics, but He's he has really come into himself. He, he, I think we could always see that the talent was there. He just yeah. needed to have the confidence to 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 produce it on the pitch. And I think that he's starting to he's shown it in glimpses, but he's starting to be one of our most consistent players. And a long run of games helps towards that. I mean, you know, he's 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 started consecutive games now for you know the last four or five matches. So that will help, and that will breed more more confidence for him as well, won't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And and every player needs game time for confidence. But I think he certainly does look like a confidence player, and you can tell that when he makes a mistake, he does seem to sort of drop off over the next five ten minutes when he's trying to find his feet again. And you know, some of those mistakes have been really, you know, hammered on social media, and I'm sure players do see them. Um, and oh, uh, we know that from O'Hare's um, Christmas Day tweet to exactly. seven eight six five four three two one. Exactly. And and that's that's the thing, you know, so it it can only help him by playing there. It can only help him, you know, by knowing that, you know, Robbins is is pretty much putting him as one of the first on the team sheet. And um, yeah, long may the uh, performances continue. Any other thoughts from that Millwall game before we move on? Mm, No, let's move on. Shelve it. Never, ever discuss it again. I I agree. I just, yeah, let's move on. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Next up for the Sky Blues, it was a game against Derby County at the CBS Arena. The third round of the most famous cup competition in the world, the FA Cup. Quite a a shallow attendance, shall we say, of 8,896. But that's probably down to, to obviously, an early kickoff and and us having played Derby not so long ago too. Uh, Let's start with the stats, Dave. Um, not great reading, I, I I would imagine. Yeah, no, not great reading. And we don't have full stats because obviously we yeah, usually what is get that? them. We usually get them from our uh, supplier, EFL Near Post. Uh, they're really, really good guys. But they use whoscored.com, as does Andy, of course. And, um, and, and we do for a lot of our stuff. And we're not deemed uh, high enough to, to get wow. stats on whoscored.com. So until we play a premiership team or we are a premiership team, we just have to use the bog standard Sky, which unfortunately don't <laughs> don't change. Um, and uh, was 38% possession for us uh, versus 62, obviously. Seven shots versus seven. Uh, one on target for us and two for Derby. Six corners versus 12, nine fouls versus 10, um, and one yellow card versus two. So, yeah, possession, uh, proper lacking. But obviously the one key stat was the um, the goal, and, and that went to the Sky Blues. Yeah, one on target, one goal, one nil. That's that's more than enough for me. Uh, Ross, let's talk about this lineup then, a few changes. Uh, but overall, the squad looking great. You know, the sub-bench looking really good as well. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we obviously spoke, uh, all of us, the Scarborough's extra team, and I said that I wanted to see first-team players uh, play this game, and I was t- <laughs> I was told not to get my hopes up. But actually, I thought the team uh, was pretty strong, apart from really Chipley and Wilson. The rest of those, 100%, you know, you could see starting in the league. So uh, it was good, because I think there's been players who have not been training, and this is the perfect game where there was less pressure on it, Obviously, we want to win, but players could come in and try and get some minutes. Clark Salter, for example, he's not played in in, in a couple of um, six, seven weeks or so. Uh, so it was good to get him back. Um, players, and then on the bench, Martin Waghorn, um, a chance to get him back on the bench. I mean, it, I, I sort of forgot about him. Um, so obviously, it's good to have him back because I think we have missed him, and I think Vic uh, Victor's missed him as well. Um, so obviously, yeah, it was it was a good team. He obviously went for the box um, with Shipley and Allen just behind Godden. So it was interesting to see how that was going to uh, shape up. And obviously in the FA Cup, you get the nine substitutes. So it was nice to sort of see you know, Fabio Tavares and Eccles and Josh Reed uh, on the bench, um, although Eccles was the only one uh, who came on. But it was it was good to see the, the sort of squad looking a bit fuller uh, than it has done um, in the previous weeks. Absolutely. I think Waghorn is a real key to getting back in, in not in the team uh, necessarily, just in the squad. I mean, 31 years of age, He's been there, done that. His experience is going to be absolutely vital, I, I would say, over the next next few months. And I think it was Preston away was his last match, which is uh, seems an age ago. Well, I think well, what I remember because I remember he start he started uh, in the you know when we got smashed by Luton, and then he started. That didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Uh, but then the next game he had COVID, the Fulham when we smashed Fulham, and then he, he I don't think he started a game since. He's maybe had like one. He had COVID, got back, and then got injured. And and that sort of coincided with Victor Jokeres sort of just, you know, falling away in terms form, of his yeah. sort of form. And people will go, people sort of sl- uh, slagged off Waghorn earlier in the season because, you know, he scored, he scored one goal and, he, you know, he, he wasn't necessarily having that many shots or whatever it might be. But there's certain games where when Victor was having that purple patch scoring one or two every single game, Waggon was involved, whether it was the direct assist or the assist to the assist, and he was dropping deeper. He was the perfect foil for Jokeres. Um, for example, that Peterborough game, three 0 he was involved in every goal in, in some way, shape, or form. So he also attracts attention, doesn't he, from the defensive line because they're they're scared of him. They know what that man can do. It, well, exactly that, and I think that was that was the that was when we had a, you know a great partnership. I mean, obviously he's been injured, had COVID. You know, Victor's sort of, you know, lost his way a little bit and has sort of just become a bit desperate because he's obviously, you know, wants to get back on form. So it would be important to have Wagon back because I think it just offers us another dimension and another partnership. It'd be quite interesting because I don't think we've seen Godden and Waghorn up top, you know, so it potentially opens up that door. So I'm I'm excited to have him back because I think he just offers that sort of experience and that that quality. Absolutely. Options are absolutely vital. Uh, let's talk about the game then. Early chance for Derby uh, to kick us off. Ball back across the box, not too dissimilar to the to the goal Huddersfield scored a, a couple of weeks ago. Tom Lawrence with the effort, he caught it sweet, but Ben Wilson was equal to it, wasn't he, Dave? A really smart stop, especially so early in the game. Yeah, it was a really smart stop. Um, I think fans were back. Easy for you to say. Fans were fans were back in the ground, and he's he's obviously told a family member that if one gets fizzed at me early doors, I'm gonna get you know make, make sure you got the camera ready because I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make the most of it. <laughs> and he certainly, flash on. certainly did that, yeah, because he was 
he was wasn't quite at full stretch, but he was he was as high as I've ever seen him in the air. I think. Um, but yeah, great great save. And um, but we just we just switched off a bit, didn't we? And um, actually, I think they scored Derby scored when they came to us last time a similar goal like that, where yes. it was squared across, uh, you know, squared and and we couldn't um, deal with it. So yeah, great save by um, Ben Wilson, um, and definitely one where he'd be hoping um, photographers from the, the Telegraph would have been there. Uh, the Ben Wilson Simon Moore situation. Obviously, Ben's played the I think the last two games now. Did a decent job. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, the Telegraph is saying it's a headache for for Robbins, but surely it's much more simpler than that. Simon Moore gets in every day. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I I think that that is um, a Telegraph clickbait. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, if I'm honest. I, uh, no, I think that's uh, hoping that the algorithm puts a few more pounds in the coffers because um, I, I don't, don't think it's. Uh, I don't think there's really a debate or a headache there at, at the moment, um, and that goes to sh- that goes to show basically when you know Simon Moore's been picked by by Robin t- on every occasion that he could be, um, and. Um, I think the FA Cup was a game, a chance for um, minutes. I would expect side more to come back in, but I don't know. I suppose he was available for um, for the FA Cup, so there was probably a decision there. But maybe it would it was through um, you know a lack of of training or something like that um, from the fallout from from before, right? For the reason that that, yeah. that um, Simon missed Millwall, so I, I do expect normal service to be resumed on on Saturday. But on the performance that Wilson gave, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be fussed either way. Good to hear, uh, Ross. Energy was lacking in those early stages, wasn't it? Very sloppy from the Sky Blues. Uh, yeah, it was energy and, and that word rhythm again. We just carried on from where we left off against Millwall, which was disappointing. And I thought Derby, yeah, for the first 10, 10 12 minutes, we, we were really poor. Um, and I was sat there thinking, because they started with a real intensity and we just looked half asleep. And as we've already spoke about, really good chance, great save from Wilson. Uh, if Derby got an early goal, you wonder where the game may have gone. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, as Robin said, we can't, you know, go for it or go after teams at the moment, the, you know, the way people fitness, et cetera, and stuff like that. So I would have been concerned that the game could have just gone away from us if we conceded that goal uh, or that chance. But uh, yeah, early on, first 10, 15 minutes was poor. Uh, and like you say, there's that energy again. Just uh, We just look sort of sluggish and lethargic to get around the pitch, um, which just hasn't been us this season. We've been high press and energy and looked looked super fit and that's why we scored so many late goals because we've just been able to keep going and going um and we just seem to have none of that in early on do you think we've we're lacking in belief is that another sort of a buzzword um so i think uh no I don't it was, think we, it was, obviously early in the season we looked like it we had it in abundance didn't we but now it seems to sort of you know come out of our game a little bit the passing's not as sharp or as quick and but it, it was against Huddersfield, and that was only two games ago. Like, of the passing, I thought we, we controlled that game. Um, and that was only two games ago, although it was, what, six, probably approaching seven weeks ago. You know, it was, So I think individual players may be suffering with a little lack of belief. I think maybe Callum O'Hare, you know, he, you know, he reads and, and sees all the stuff, you know, and he knows that, you know, one goal, he, he could have had a lot more. Victor's clearly, you know... He'll be he'll be disappointed because he had such a great start to the season. hasn't scored since uh, the Fulham brace. Um, 
So that's over over 10 games ago, isn't it? So I think individual players may be lacking a bit of belief compared to what they had at the start of the season. I think as a team, there's absolutely no reason why we should be because look where we are. And we've just got to get everyone back fit again, get everyone, get that rhythm back. And I think we're one win away and, uh, and taking our chances away from getting that confidence back flowing through the team. One man who has a lot of confidence in his own ability is, is Matty Godden. But let's talk about this chance, boys, because <laughs> absolutely. I think this is probably the worst finish I've ever seen from, from this man. Um, <laughs> I think it's still rising now, isn't it? Oh. I think Nas, I think NASA have been called in to look for it for, for the, for the oh. ball. Uh, but awful finish, Dave, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, but look, there's no one harder on themselves than Godden. He actually alluded to it, didn't he? In his, um, he said if someone's uh, on the M6, they might be able to find um, the ball. Look, it's, it was very unlike him in that situation. He's probably the one you'd want over anyone, um, to be honest. But it was a really golden opportunity. And um, you would expect him to have, have worked, well, not the keeper, but the, the goal, you know, <laughs> there. And... Um, on this occasion he didn't he just it was on his wrong foot of course yeah. but still um no really excuses he probably does that day in day out at training and more than anyone i think he'll be kicking himself but yeah golden opportunity but it's one of them you know we can't always you're not always gonna uh react and and um finish and i'm sure like i say he is as frustrated as as anyone else um but it, it did come from um the press and and it felt like we had that a bit more um, against Derby, and I think that's something that we've lacked quite for quite some time in the games, and and that all came from that they played into trouble because of because of the pressure that we're putting on them. One thing I have noticed this season, we don't as fans, we don't seem to get on the players back as much. Have you noticed that? You know, when a chance goes astray, we kind of feel like you know we'll get another opportunity at some point during this game, so you know let's get behind them. Whereas in previous seasons, we would always get on the players back. Is is that something you you guys have noticed, or is that just me? Um, no, I agree. I think it sounds I, just sounds like just me. <laughs> no, 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 I completely no, I do agree. I think um, I think this season, I think scoring so many late goals uh, as we have done, it, it it gives you that belief. And in in pretty much every game, especially the home games, um, in, every, in basically every single one, apart from apart from Millwall, really, um, and probably West Brom even though we did you know, get a consolation later on, you sort of felt like, actually, yeah, it doesn't matter even if the opposition scored. I, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to get one. Um, and even apart from Ben Sheaf sometimes, but again, I think that's more social media criticism. I think actually in the ground, I, I think people are starting to see actually a lot of the good stuff he does. And, uh, you know, Dave and yourself touched on it earlier. I think he, in the ground, there is a lot more tolerance than has been there even, even three, four seasons ago, you know, when we were in League One. Uh, at the Rico at the time, I just I felt like we, someone would miss a chance, and you know the booze would be out, and it was just all a bit toxic, you know. And I don't think that helps the players. Whereas this season, I feel like the reason why we've scored so many late goals and we've been able to turning turn it up a gear and increase their urgency is because the fans have been nothing but behind the team. Um, so no, I, I completely agree, and I think that's that's driven uh, driven the players on. Good to hear. Uh, game was obviously a bit scrappy from from there on in, but we did create a really another golden opportunity, wasn't it? Jamie Allen recycled a free kick well, and, it, and again, seemingly before the time in the world, he couldn't direct it into the corner and, and hit the post. And 
that has been the, the sort of downfall, hasn't it, Ross, for, for, for the Skybridge over the last couple of weeks? hundred percent. I mean, you, you can go back to that Huddersfield game. I think he hit, hit the post in that game as well, didn't he, in the second yeah. half? The, th- the thing I always look at when we create these golden opportunities is if that's falling to the opposition, are we getting away with that? And to me, the answer is just no. Do you know what I mean? I don't think we are. Um, it, I mean, he hit it well. I thought it was a goal at the time from where I was sat. Um, obviously, it bounced off the post. And that was a period in the game. It was actually that golden chance where we we start, we worked Derby out. We we knew what they were trying to do. Olsop can't play out from the back. And we put pressure. And again, it was a great chance. I thought it was a goal. And He's been a bit unlucky, Jamie Allen. Huddersfield strike was a good one, bounced off the post. This one, again, he's probably disappointed because if that's even even slightly closer to the, the keeper, he was just rooted. That, that would have been a goal. So it, it was coming. It, the goal was coming at that point. And uh, yeah, we, we we picked it up and that was our best spell in the game. We haven't spoke since Jamie Allen signed his new contract as well, which is, you know... He's well, worked well for that, hasn't he? Well, I, I want to take a bit of humble pie, uh, to be fair, because in the in the oh no, we, all, we I think every fan well, everyone does. Humble pie. But, but I mean, I remember saying I I thought I would have almost been pleased if we we'd sold him in in, yeah. the, in the summer, you know. And I'll, I'll sit here and say I, I thought actually, you know, there's rumours about Rotherham, Ipswich, whatever. I thought, yeah, yeah, sell him. He's I thought it was done with him. Really, I thought that he didn't have anything to offer. Um, you know, clearly Robbins wasn't playing him either, so it wasn't like he was, you know, he was just out of the squad. And I just thought. He, he, yeah, we just need to move him on. Um, and then this season, he, he was playing in centre mid with Hamer. I remember Cardiff and Middlesbrough and some other um, Peterborough as well. He was just so good. His energy and the Reading game, like so scored Reading well, game, he? he scored. And he, his just whole demeanour looks like he looks so much happier. Like even on social media, he's like posting more things, which he never did last season. He, yeah. he, he's belief proper as well. His belief, hundred percent. So I mean, he's someone who probably suffered from a lack of belief last season and this season every time we score he's like he's so passionate you actually watch him against Millwall yeah, watch actually him, watch him Saturday against against Derby as well he's going ballistic he, he's, he, he exactly but he was the only player and actually he was the only one who came out of Millwall with any credit with me because he was the only one who actually sort of showed that a bit of a aggression at the, at the ref because Millwall were like time wasting we didn't even speak about that you know to, it was ridiculous but J- Jamie Allen was like the only player we had who actually was going up like trying to sort of you know protest and you know so he had that frustration as well so I think it's fully deserved that new contract um, he impressed in pre-season and fair play to him fair play to him and, and now we look at him and go actually he's a real you know credible option that we've got um, in our midfield Dave, you happy with 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 his uh, extension? Yeah, hundred percent. I think he's always been a player that gives us a bit more uh, sort of fizz in the middle of the park, and he works his socks off. You you always see that, and he's always good for a goal as well. You know, he knows where the net is at times when he's in the right position. Very unlucky not to add to his tally on 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 the weekend. Um, and yeah, I think that it's important at the moment that we've got one competition for places, and two people are, you know, if there are contracts. Um, issues i guess that they're they're tied up as as soon as you know contractually possible i guess um to make people you know feel a bit at home right that's that's what anyone in any walk of life wants to know they've got a future and and jamie allen hopefully his performances will continue or pick up that he's now got that not you know one less thing to worry about talked about him celebrating the goal let's talk about that goal um, set piece goal, you know, ring the klaxon, guys, because we've scored from the set piece. <laughs> uh, great delivery again from from Kane. Um, I honestly don't know what the QPR fans are on about. About Kane, he's been an absolute revelation, and 
in a sky blue shirt so far and Hyam at the back post, really good header, intelligent header across the, the face of the goal and it goes in. But Gordon did do his best to sort of claim it, Dave, didn't he? Yeah, you can't take anything away from Gordon. He is a he is a goal scorer and poacher and he will do whatever he can to to get on the end of something. And that was no different, was it, on here? But Hyam's been threatening this all season. I don't think he has scored already, has he, in the league? Um, I'm pretty confident he season, hasn't. Yeah. But but he has threatened it all season. He's been he has been, I think, um, from set pieces, a bit of a threat. Um, and I've been surprised not not to not see him score, but he, you know he's actually been a lot more um, dangerous in in the attacking. Um, you know, whereas before you'd think you know he's he's pretty solid defender and that, but he didn't give you that much going forward. But I think he's been on the end of a lot, and yeah, obviously a testament to that is is this goal that he got the weekend. Great header, um, and you know, it hopefully more to come because we need to start scoring from set pieces because. Uh, God knows we're not doing as many from open players we were at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, great header by Hyam. And I think that, you know, he's he's really improved his attacking sort of, you know, prowess this season. I think, you know, just he's just come such a long way, hasn't he? And I just saw on, on Twitter, you know, um, replied to one of our posts of who is Mark Robbins' best signing. You know, we got Hyam on a free and he's been on mm-hmm. one hell of a journey. Um, and you'd have to say the way that he is... Um, gone from from there and helped us in every single division that we've been in in, in pretty much every league game. You know the, the amount of minutes he's racked up with the club. He, he's been a you know for for, for a freebie. He has been a, a sensation and signing really from from Mark Robbins and he's still you know at the highest level that we're at for a long long time delivering you know impressive performances. So yeah, hats off to Hyam. I'm really glad for him to get a goal. As you, as was, you know, everyone, you could see um, it, it meant a lot to um, to people that Hyam got a goal. I was kind of hoping it was Godden because I, I, I did have him on my bet, Coventry to win the first half, Godden to score and draw second half. So yeah, very frustrated that May Godden didn't get credited with the goal, but really pleased for Dom. Uh, he's had his critics this season with some you know, not poor performances, but maybe not as good as the other two centre-halves. And it's good to see him get a goal, breed that confidence back up. And I don't know if you listened to the to the podcast me and Matt did just before Christmas. We're, we're touting him for a, a Scotland call-up. You know, could you see that on the cards, Ross? I could. I don't see why not. I think he's been very, very good this season. I think he's benefited from moving over to uh, and playing on the right side of the back three. Um, and that's the thing we've got to bear in mind. You know, for the last previous seasons he's been playing you know on the left left side and obviously he's right footed so obviously Clark's also coming in as you know given that balance to the back four and uh, back five sorry and and Hyam's benefited as well I think I don't see why no reason why not I mean you look at some of the other people who get called up for like Scotland and Wales and and, and countries like that from the championship I think I think Hyam I think he's proving himself to be an incredibly solid centre-back I really do um, so I don't see any reason why not I think you know behind fads he's been our, our next best defender this season let's start the hashtag now high on to Qatar maybe get some traction what do you reckon could do I mean he's in it with a chance because of Scottish connections that you know they, they really are loosely aren't they when a lot of these teams I wanted to call them regional but you know other than the, <laughs> England you know, they do sometimes really uh uh sort of push the the boundaries of what what is classed as a yeah um, i think his dog once had a ton of tea cake so he's allowed to play for <laughs> yeah and his favorite drinks iron brew but yeah no more uh generalizations but no it, it you know so that's um I, 
you look at it, don't you? And you think he's he's doing it week in, week out in the championship. Um, and Scotland draft a lot of players in from from you know various leagues, but would be more than happy, I think, with someone like Dom to to call on because he's very solid. He knows what his job is, and he's he's kind of Mister Dependable. I know he's played a few rogue passes and stuff this season, but generally the reason he's ignored a lot is actually because he's so consistent and he kind of goes under the radar. Let's move on from the good to well, not the necessarily bad, but let's say the dip in performances from. From Fankety Dabo, the curious case of Fankety Dabo, I'm calling this little section of the pod. Obviously, he's playing on the left, and we we, we know he doesn't favour that, but he just doesn't see him himself, boys, does he? You, you know, he was up against Poundland's answer to Adama Troyore and Obasele <laughs> on uh, on Saturday, but not just Saturday. It's been his performances over the last few games. He just doesn't see him himself. What would you put that down to, us? I don't know, really. I mean, I think. He's obviously, I think initially when we signed Todd Kane, it was for Todd Kane to be able to play on either side and Dabo would stay at right wing back. I think we had a couple of games where Kane didn't do particularly well at sort of left wing back. So Dabo has been the one to sort of move over there. And he's been playing, at sort of, he played centre back, didn't he, against West Brom. Um, I don't know. He, I don't know what it's down to, to be honest, because you know, last year he was played with injuries. This year he's... You know, he's been fit for the vast majority of the season. Um, and he is a really good player. I really like Dabo. I, I, I don't know what it is, to be honest. He just, he, he, had, a, he, had, he had a mare on um, on the weekend against Derby, though. I mean, he did, he got absolutely destroyed um, from the first minute until the last minute he went uh, went off. Um, but I'm not going to, like, crucify him for, like, you know, that one game. But he, what what you say is right. He hasn't been on it. I don't know what I'd put it down to. I mean, have you got any ideas, Dino? Because I, I don't know what I'd say in terms of what's caused it. Um, I just don't think we are playing with our wing-backs going as direct as we used to. They're not, you know, sort of running completely down the wing. I think he's been held back a little bit, and maybe he's just not used to that. I think his belief actually. Um, he's been he's been pegged back as well a lot, you know. Um, although we play those wing backs, I think up, up against a lot of opposition, especially at home, I've seen it this season where we do seem to be getting a bit pegged back in in those yeah. positions. Um, and I don't think that he's the most comfortable in in that really. I think he's you know the most comfortable he is is you know final third really, isn't it? Or or the sort of halfway line and 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 it's just. I think that could be a little bit. Um, his defensive, his, his defensive abilities are, are definitely aren't as good as his attacking. Um, but I don't know. He just seems. I'm not sure if it's an injury, but he doesn't seem to be. You know, I looked at even at the weekend, but before that, you know, passes have been not hit with conviction. Um, he's missing players. You know, of passes, they're not to feet, or um, you know, they're, they're just a bit wayward. He, he's been. Has out he got of an position. assist this season? Has he got an assist this season? No, because no, I, I one also, yellow card, one red card. Because Todd Todd Kane and obviously you know he scored and got you know several assists. And mm. I, I I agree. I think his final ball has been poor. And I think the other thing is, I think I remember Swan the Swansea game. He tried once and once or twice to get past their left back. He failed. And then when that happens, he then just loses all confidence. I think if Dabo's first run in the game and he gets the better of his sort of counterpart. I think he he has a, he has a good game, but I think the last few games he's he, I don't know he, what you said, Dave. He's just sort of been 
uh, pegged back, I think, by whoever he's playing against. And, and he's just, he's found it difficult. And I just, I was more really disappointed with his defending against Derby, to be honest. He just wasn't tracking runners. I mean, the West Brom goal, I know he's playing centre back, right centre back, but he just let the guy run off him. Uh, you know, run straight through. And he did this time and time again on Saturday as well. And I just thought, where's the the communication? There just wasn't that sort of cohesive togetherness and, and defensive structure that we've been seeing. And I don't know, it's when the wing backs are flying up and pre- really high, almost like wingers, and the Fulham game is the, the clearest one to remember that from, then we, we look unbelievable. But you agree, it looks like we're playing more of a five at the moment rather than a three with the wing backs playing uh, up the wing. I think you you said the right word there, confidence. I mean, we're a, we're a passing side, right? And he's the 14th ranked player on our team with passing accuracy down at, you know, yeah. below 75%. Yeah. And that that, that can't me. be that can't be the case if you're in that position on the on the right-hand side of of the wing backs. You're you're involved in the game a majority of the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way we play and you can't have your passing percentage in those sort of figures. And, we, and, and we've and seen that. Well. I think I'd be intrigued to know how much that was, you know, how much that's been lifted over the last sort of seven or eight fixtures because he's just, it, it's his his distribution just seems to be way, way off. He used to be out to count on it, you know? And um, yeah, like you say, maybe he's, he's if he's not not fully fit or if he's if he isn't, then, then maybe he's concerned about losing the ball and then getting back or being turned. I, I just don't know. But it is, he doesn't seem to be hitting the same levels that, that you know, he, he does seem to be having a bit of a, a season in the one where he was injured and he kept coming back too quickly. It does seem that his form is at that sort of level at the moment, whereas we've seen him just at so many higher levels in this that it's, um, it's a frustration. I'm sure it would be for, for him as well. Maybe it's just a wing-back issue because I'm looking now, Matson's below Dabo at 73%. Again, so. that, that that also doesn't surprise me because his 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 distribution has been... Re- his con- his sort of decision-making at times is really leaves a lot to be desired. He, he just doesn't seem to... He, he seems to be a player that, that panics when he's sort of backed into a corner at times and if he can't go back then he'll just force it whereas obviously some players are a lot more confident about having the ball at their feet and not not forcing it but that also doesn't surprise me I'm not sure if it's a I'm not sure if it's a wing back thing I suppose we do play out from the back we do hit you know wing backs um early for then for them to build um but I don't know I don't know what it is but they do both seem to be obviously quite quite wasteful with the ball, and that's that's important if you know if we're going to utilise wing the, the wing back formation, then you know they they've got to be better. I think, and I brought this up in the group chat. Uh, for me, one of the big problems is that his bad performances. Frank, I'm talking about Frankie Dabo here. Hasn't seen him being dropped, so it kind of puts him in a sort of a false sense of security and thinking, well, Todd Kane's on the bench. When he's been called upon, he's played really well, he's scored, he's assisted. But I'm in the team ahead of him. So I must be doing well. That's probably his mindset. You know, it's not down to a lack of competition. So why is he getting in the team when, you know, his performances haven't really merited it? And he's been shoehorned in. He's been shoehorned in at sometimes. And that that doesn't, that, that to me was just like, why are we forcing to put him in? I mean, to me, it's, you know, you hear players and the managers say all the time, you know, it's good to have good competition. It was an odd one when Top- Rose was fit, wasn't it? 
it, it was bizarre. It was that West Brom game. I remember thinking, like, why? Just start Todd Kane. He's literally scored the equaliser against Bournemouth. He's been getting assists from set pieces, um, you know, because Fads, that was from a corner against West Brom. That was a Kane corner. So, actually, he's been putting in good deliveries. And at the end of the day, he's got to start. And then it's got to be down to Dabo to do, you know, when he gets opportunity. And as a sub, I actually think he could make a good impact because he is powerful and he has got a good pace when he uses it right. Um but I agree with you, Dino. I, I think him just continuing to be played, even out of position, at the expense of an actual centre-back, um, w- was a bit bizarre. Um, and, and and then he was at fault for the West Brom's first goal. So again, that can't help his confidence, can it? When you're playing out of position and then you're at fault for the goal. I think he just needs... Yeah, I think he just needs a, a, a break just to get his belief back. I think he's going to have a break, though, Dave, isn't he? You got an update on on Dabo? I mean, he went off, didn't he, on Saturday? So it it whether he is still injured, um, I'm not too sure. We have to hopefully wait until we hear on on Saturday. Hopefully, he isn't um, because we don't we it's we're we're still a little bit light, aren't we? In 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 that position, yeah. um, especially so. Matson didn't feature on the weekend, um, and that could you know possibly if he's fit it might be for fa cup reasons but it may be that he's he's carrying a, a knock still so yeah we could be a little bit light so hopefully not but um if if that is the case it would be really really interesting to then see see what we do um you know may, maybe it could even be a, a chance for for Eccles um to come in and um you know and uh Kane to obviously start um one of the other sides Where's where's Julian the Costa in your thoughts here? Has anyone uh, seen Julian the Costa? That's what we're looking at. That's what we're asking here. Has anyone seen him? I mean, I I I just think that there's a reason why Eccles was brought into the squad in in with the ability to do that on on Saturday, and and maybe Robin sees him as as someone that's now making his way into the first team. Very true. Uh, let's 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 move on then from the from the. The, the Dabo chat. Um, his nemesis, Ebiselli, had a had a had a shot, didn't he? Um, in that second half, but Wilson again equal to it. Great shot stopper, isn't he, uh, Ben Wilson, Dave? Yeah, and look, he's not. He's oh God, Siri, leave me alone. Okay. Oh God, she's uh, so annoying. I've got an ex with my. In, I was going to say, you're on, the most Siri on my, on my gadget on my man, watch. isn't it? You've got Alexa <laughs> one side, Siri the other side. I bet you've got a calculator on the go with upside down spelling <laughs> boobies, haven't you? That's only at weekends. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Wilson, look, for me, it, he, I think he really, really helped us in the second part of, um, you know, the first season in the championship. And I think actually it showed when Morosi moved on that, that, that Robbins felt the same. Um, and he, he really stepped up and, and I think he, he was brilliant and it's great to be able to have that. We want that in all positions, right? We're not really a, a club that can afford to have that in all positions like your Bournemouths and, and stuff like that. But if you can get two decent keepers, two decent right backs, you know, a, a, a whole host of strikers you're sort of on the way to to being able to be consistent all of the time um and regardless of who plays this weekend yeah Wilson like I said earlier had a really really good game on the weekend um and being able to call on on a on a you know a, a second keeper if that's what he is um 
then it, it's brilliant because we need we we need that um especially because we do seem to leak uh, the odd chance don't we absolutely uh, although we didn't leak many too many more chances in this game it sort of petered out at the end but you know i think the important thing was the win wasn't it the first in two months uh, since that free to victory over bristol in the league but Ross, it was kind of like we needed that to sort of breed confidence now into into what we've already discussed is going to be a hectic schedule, isn't it? hundred percent. I mean, yeah, we all wanted to get through to the next round. We all love the FA Cup. I think the players were delighted um, to get through as well. But the other thing for me was there was a lot of players who needed minutes um, and needed to get some match sharpness back ahead of a big, important run of games now, starting with um, Peterborough on the weekend. So you know, players like Dabo, players like, you know, Jake Clark, Salter, they need minutes. Um, and because they've not had many of them over the past sort of month, five, six weeks or so. So I, I think it, it confidence can only give us confidence to get a win and to get through to the next round. And hopefully we can back that up now. Um, and it would just give some of these players uh, that bit of belief. Absolutely. Talk about the draw. Uh, the fourth round draw sees us travel down to the south coast to Premier League Southampton in what I'm billing as the Sisu Derby after Southampton were obviously hmm. very close to be taken over by Sisu before us. Uh, chaps, what, what do you make of the draw? There's kind of lots of differencing opinions on this one, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm I'm happy with it. I think, um, you know, it, it's, it's fine, isn't it? It would have been nicer to have got a, a you know, a, a league one or league two or even lower than that to sort of guarantee perhaps guarantee us oh, he um, has. you can there's never a guarantee in the fa not a guarantee but you, you know <laughs> to sort of progress uh especially perhaps at home and the next best thing to that is a, an arsenal liverpool man united spurs i suppose and, and others away from home for for a nice trip but you know it, it could have been a lot worse and you know we're actually they'll they'll be playing players that that uh, you know, squad players, you would imagine, to be getting minutes into them. And, and, and we've actually got a decent chance, you know, um, against them. So, yeah, I'm quite happy with this draw. I'll see what Ross thinks. I think it's a good draw. I mean, the only thing I wanted was as to avoid another championship team because I just find those yeah. ones sort of incredibly, just incredibly boring. Um, do, you, do you guys do that thing that I do when the draw's happening? It's really exciting and there's a team comes out and go like 26, Barnsley, and you're like, no. Yeah, no, I literally no. stood up. <laughs> Everyone knows. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. When that'll Southampton do, came do. out, I, I did say no. When Southampton came out, I was like, no. And it was more like, because I guess like Dave, I wanted either a team at home. I wanted a home draw mainly. Um, but actually, sort of thinking about it, you know, it, once it came out, I thought, well, actually, Southampton's a winnable game. Huddersfield went and beat Burnley. You know, in the, in the yeah. third round, there's it's the it's the next round, isn't it, where you you could ultimately not be guaranteed, but you've got a better chance of getting yes. a, a, an away. Well, if it is away, a Premier League side, right? Um, fifth, fifth round. A, that could be a, a good fit. Yeah. So exactly. So I think I think it's a good draw. I think it's a winnable game. Depending on how they get on in their Premier League games between now and then, they may have to, you know, they may be prioritising that because they're certainly not out of the danger of the relegation places in the Premier League. So I actually think there's a good opportunity. We'll take a big, sizable crowd down, I'm sure. Um, and I think actually, if we're if we're on it and if we can find a rhythm between now and then, and we can pick up some wins in the league, I think we could go there and, and give them a really good game. 
there's also actually looking at the draw itself. I think we've got a decent chance to to be on TV as well. Which yeah, I think, Southam- I think you're right. Yeah, Southampton have got you know Southampton get good crowds. They're a well supported club, so that's a lot of money we're going to get because you get fifty percent of the of the ticket sales for cup games. So for me, I, I can only see positives. And Ross, you said about it being potentially winnable. It's definitely going to be winnable. You know, Southampton aren't in the greatest form in the league. Like you say, there's a lot can happen obviously over the next few weeks. They haven't played much as well with, with obviously postponed games. So I think it's a really, really good draw. We could, you know, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, Chelsea were the next, next one out. And I know for the money spinning tie, Chelsea away would be great, but what about the potential of being in the fifth round? That for me, that's, that's even more enticing. If you, if you know, I agree hundred percent. I want to, I want to, I want to cup run. I want to win the FA cup. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I, you heard it here first. Ross is saying that we're going to win the FA No, I didn't know. No, no, hang on. I didn't say we're going to. I said, I, wa- I want us to. I want us to get through. I want, to, I want us to get as far as we can. One like, minute, you're it. slagging off us off, off against Millwall. Now we're going to win the FA Cup. <laughs> hey, it's incredible the, turnaround of events. He's booked his hotel and everything. He said, book it now and then uh, leave it. Leave the room for another couple of months later as well. And, uh, and I'll sorry, you know, until around the same time. And then we'll do two fixtures there. Yeah, I want us to. I want us to get through, and look, I want us to get to the. You know, if you, when we got Chelsea before in the quarterfinal, if you if you get actually, if you get to with the quarterfinals or whatever, that, you know, there's no reason why not. Actually, I mean, I think we could go and beat Southampton. We can give them a good. You know, we may go, we may lose. All you want is a good performance. But it was like when we played Brighton and we were in yeah, League Two at that the time. One, yeah. That that that's the first thing I thought of. And actually, you forget actually how far we've come since that team. That was. You know, they yeah. played a strong because team. Because they then. were games where you were going with no hope, wasn't it? When you went away to Spurs or away to, to Brighton or, or whatever, you just go in there for a day out, really, I think. Yes. Um, whereas this doesn't feel like that, actually. It feels like we can take a really big crowd and possibly turn them over. 100%. So, yeah, bring them on. And VAR um, as well, VAR. Yeah, First exactly. game for the Sky Blues under VAR. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Ahead of that, though, the Sky Blues are back in league action on Saturday for what will be the only the second time in five weeks when we travel to London Road to face relegation threatened Peterborough. Uh, Dave, two teams not in the greatest of form league-wise, so what's your thoughts ahead of this one? Kind of feels like the perfect game for the Sky Blues to get back to winning ways in the league. Uh, absolutely. I mean, beat, beat against uh, Blackpool... A home win, which I think wasn't lucky, but it was quite a tight game uh, against Millwall. You know, beat by Forrest, Barnsley, hammered away at Black, uh, Blackburn. Sorry, it, it it really is. I mean, they've conceded, or oh, their goal difference is the worst, isn't it, in in the league, if, if I'm right. So yeah. it seems like if we can get back to some of the form that we were showing when we were, you know, permanent fixtures in the playoffs... Um, and they, you know, don't suddenly have uh, a spike of, of, you know, performance from their win in the FA Cup as well. Then, yeah, albeit we should we should really be no less than a point, I think, um, for this fixture. They didn't offer much in that reverse fixture in September, did they, Ross? The Skybirds obviously ran out 3-0 winners on that occasion. Um, are your lips sort of tingling at the thought of doing the double over somebody? Um, well, uh, I, I'm not, I don't know about tingling. I just I want us to beat Peterborough. Um, I mean, I, I guess look, Peterborough. I think we need to go in there and win. To be honest, I, I wouldn't. I would be disappointed with the point. 
Um, I think the one thing they can do is they can keep the ball. So they were the, one of the teams actually who had a good amount of possession, you know, at, in, when we were in that good spell. Um, but we were creating chances and it looked like it's just a matter of time uh, until we scored. And then we did and we scored three in, in the space of seven minutes or so. So um, it would be good to do the double over them. It'd be good to get another away win because our home form yeah. is sort of stuttered. When I say stuttered, it's just been a few more draws and, and, and the odd little defeat in there. But our away form, I think it's always important. If we, this, this time last season, going to Peter away would have been like us going to Rotherham away or, or Wickham away. We, we do need to try and beat them. Um, so I want to get three points. I'd be disappointed with a draw. Um, and I think if we, if we turn up and we, and we show our quality, then we, then we should have, um, we should have too much for them and, and, and we can get back to winning ways. So it's mainly down to, to the attitude that the Sky Blues turn up with. We just need to pass the ball. It's what we've discussed and it was lacking in the Derby and the Millwall game was that we, our passing just didn't seem as crisp. It was sort of, the, 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 you know, it wasn't, they weren't very accurate. It wasn't to we feet. We need that and it's, free-flowing football, we do. Back, don't we? When um, we have to take an extra touch, yeah. Even when, even at Bournemouth away, and I know it's Bournemouth away, but we didn't really show it there until we had went down. To, they, you know, they went down to ten men, and I just think we need to get back to that that sort of fast break that we we had. It seems Agreed. to have gone, doesn't it? Um, from and even Saturday, I don't think we really displayed it that that much. Um, well, we had one shot on target, didn't we? So we just need to get back to putting those those wingbacks like you say Ross into the position and, and, and forcing chances uh, teams yeah. like this will crumble won't yeah. they they, yeah. they will and, and that's what we did against Peter in the first game it took us till 64 minutes or something to score the first goal but no one was panicking because yeah. you just we were just controlling it Allen and Hamer in the midfield they were pinging it out Matson and, and uh, Kane were you know were really high up the pitch um and we had the two up top as well, and O'Hare, who actually we haven't mentioned, obviously his new contract um, extension, which is you know exciting. Um, I think if we get if we create the chances, and and we we just keep playing with that intensity and we don't let it drop, then you know we know we create chances and we just it's just about taking them. And then if we do, I think we'll pick up three points. So how how would you approach this one then, David? Obviously we talked about you know issues with the the wing backs, but. Other than that, we're we're sort of close to full strength. So you know the lack of game time has maybe helped in in that regard. Yeah, I I think we've got to go two up top. We can't be doing this one up top away from home. You know when you look at how many goals they've conceded. Um, it it for me it would be obviously a standard for Godden um, to start, and then it's up for grabs, isn't it? That other spot really. Um, Jokeres got a minute also on the weekend so not really sure where he is um walker has been given a couple of opportunities um people may not agree with me but i'm not sure he's always he's taken them um and you know waghorn looks like he's sort of back in the fold so don't know um you know be 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 interesting to see who partners godden but um definitely two up top um and and that sort of you know, if we can squeeze those players in in the attacking midfield roles as as well, because I think we've really got to just be not all out attack, but I can't see them threatening us that that much um, at the back. So I think we've got to you know we've got to be ultra attacking for this one. Absolutely. All right, let's look at some predictions then. Uh, Ross, do you want to kick us off for yours? We'll take yours for the tweet league as well. Um, this week. Go on then. We'll go with. 
2-1 Sky Blues. 2-1 away win. Uh, Dave, go on. Yeah, I'm going to go for 2-0 win. Yeah, I'm I'm of that same opinion. I think I don't I, can't, I just can't see Peterborough scoring. I, I think they've got a real lack of firepower. But saying that, I've probably put the absolute uh, stinkers on us and and we'll lose three 0 Hopefully not. Hopefully it's a positive result for the Sky Blues. Uh, let's have a quick chat about O'Hare because you just mentioned it. Uh, I know we're running short on time, but really good to see that, isn't it? Um, you know, tying O'Hare down for until 2024. Uh, sort of, you know, hopefully squashes any rumours of him him leaving either this this January or, or in the summer, Dave. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, like I said, players need to know that they, you know, taken seriously. I guess in knowing where they are and, and what their job is, and that that helps him go forward. Um, and yeah, I think the, you know, the um, I can't think of the word, but. The pessimist in us, I, I suppose, would be that we've tied him up now and that would obviously give us a chance to increase his value because we wouldn't be pushed to, to sell him, I guess, if there was an, you know, a, 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 a contract expiry and a transfer coming up. Um, so that would be good. But no, I think it, it's great. It shows a lot about the club, doesn't it? And what we're trying to do and what we're trying to build with. And we're tying up our, our key players. And I think it would be Hamer would be one next that we'd like to see because there's obviously been rumours and and he is he is influential in, in what we do, I think. And, and, and that goes to show. And I think we really miss him when he's not on the pitch. And um I think that would be another one that we'd like to get done, but great for, for Cal and, and, and just a really good sign um, and show of commitment, I think, from, from the club. That's a nice way to, to end it this week, lads. Thank you for your input. As always, enjoy the game on Saturday. Uh, as always, a big thank you to our sponsors too at Shortland Horn for their continued support. And don't forget to get your predictions in for the Tweet League when they open later this week. We'll be back, of course, next week with another episode. But in the meantime, if you want to get involved with the conversation, check out our social media channels and use the hashtag SkyBluesExtra. is Sky Blues Extra. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.